0: forgotten more than I'll ever know, but it's hard to go back to the beginning to tell somebody this is where you start. Right. But the most yeah. basic place to start is get it out of your mind that you're going to sell anything. Yep. You're not selling anything. You're yep. solving problems.
1: No, you have challenges. I don't even use that word problem. I never use that. I have no problems. Okay.
2: That's, I that's good. Yep. I,
1: I, I could, that's I the could... mindset. I
2: could show you a forceful tactic that closes 100% of the time. Would you like
3: a demonstration? Let's see it.
2: Uh, Yes, please. Yes, please. I
0: I did it. uh,
1: Yeah, go, Brady, go.
0: Since we have a big group watching anyway. So anyway, the secret sauce from the Gotti is... Why do, pay, why do people fail in network marketing? The eight reasons, I'm going to give you the eight reasons. Number one, they approach family and friends. Number two, they ask everyone that they know. Number three, they have no solid plan. Number four, they try to sell a product or service. Number five, they don't, uh-oh, can't read my own writing. They don't determine people's needs first. Number six, they spam links. Number seven, they don't develop relationships. Number eight, kind of two-in-one, they don't give value and train others to duplicate So if we kind of go back over each one, number one was they approach family and friends, which I think we're all all culprits of that because when you get into a network marketing company, you're trained, make your list of 100 people, family, friends, whoever you know, make that list and hit every one of them. And I think we all do it. I know I did it. And from the very beginning, four and a half years ago, from the first time I did that, that turned all my family and friends off. First off, it pissed off some family. Uh, They don't want to listen to me anymore, you know, because people do change companies, and they change what they're going to do. They might start out in the MLM, then they move on to coaching. And here your family and friends are already saying, yeah, look at this guy, back and forth, doesn't know what he's doing, and you just turn him off. And certainly that happens with friends. Uh, Number two, they ask everybody. And I'm talking about, unless you are, I can't remember his last name, Caesar, a real salesman and a closer, you can't just walk down the street and approach every person you see. You can't go into the grocery store and approach the person in line and the cashier and the bag boy and every one of these people look look at you like you've got three eyes and a horn sticking out of your head, and they say, get lost. So not only are you never going to make friends, you're going to lose all your friends. So it's probably not the best idea to do. Number three, people don't have a solid plan. So many people, like myself, and probably uh, everybody, sees Joe Blow online flashing the cash, the jewelry, sitting on a beach with a laptop thinking laptop luxury lifestyle. And that's what you're going to do. You're going to get the money. And that's the downfall, the pitfall right there, because it's not going to happen. Not until you learn how to do it. Number one, learn the skills. Number two, learn the mindset and adjust your mindset to the, in the way of thinking that you're solving problems first. The money will come later. Number four, they try, they try to sell a product or a service. And this kind of goes with two and three. You cannot sell. You just can't sell. You have to be known, liked, and trusted first before anything else is going to happen. Number five, they don't determine a person's needs. So the best thing to do is shut up and listen. If you don't know what a person needs, you can't very well offer them your product or service because it may not coincide with what they need. And if you don't know it, you're going to blow a relationship right off the start. Number six, people spam their links. And everybody does this on social media. And for the people that don't know, and I know we know what this is, People new to the business don't know what a link is, but it is a domain name or a link that directs you to a product or a service that's in a post online on social media, on Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, any one of the social media platforms. But newbies and people getting into this think that they take a picture of a product with a link and they put it everywhere on social media, their personal page, group pages, that somebody's going to click on that link, and they're going to buy your product or service. And I've said this in videos before, and I'll say it again. I will give anybody $100 that they can prove to me they made a sale by somebody just clicking a link in a group because it's not going to happen. You can spam those all you want. Nothing is going to come from it ever. So you can get your face out there. You can get a picture of your product out there. And that might help a little bit for exposure, but nobody's going to buy from you by spamming links. Number seven, people don't develop relationships, which is a must, and that goes back through all of these. Yes, you have a relationship with your family and your friends, but you don't want to blow it by shoving product down their throat or services that they're not interested in. And everybody on the face of the earth is the same way. They don't want to be sold to unless you are that good and you really know how to talk to people and get in real quick and close sale and get out. But that's really not the way to do business, not if you want to have long-term relationships with people. And number eight was they don't give value first or train others to duplicate. So always give value first through picture posts, videos, uh, podcasts, whatever you're doing. Don't even talk about product. Talk about yourself. Talk about the weather. Talk about your dog. Do anything but talk about product and service. And let people get to know you first. Some are going to like you and many are not. But once they do know and like you, they will begin to trust you. And don't break your word on whatever you say. And train other people to duplicate that same type of process. Give value first. And that's my eight reasons people fail at network marketing. okay <laughs>
1: There's one other thing you can add in there, too, that people don't tend to do. So many people are <laughs> hooked on the word. I have to be a salesman, you know, they think they have to sell and sell, and they don't know how to sell. They need to get that out of their mind, throw it away, file 13, garbage, gone. If you can find a way to simply tell people, you know, gosh, I've tried this stuff, look what this is doing for me, you know, and just simple little cliches here and there throughout things, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, just casually talking to some. man, my skin feels so much smoother. Must be that blah blah blah. I'm using oh well and continue on with the conversation you know you've got to show value and value alone of your product Before you go anywhere near some kind of sale Yeah, I agree. So many people don't do that
0: and I'm sure there's many many more reasons why people fail than just eight of them But those are the eight that I picked out that I just had notes on so this no, that was
1: great, Brady. But yeah, it just kind of brought that whole thing to me that you know people are so afraid of the word sell. You know, I have to sell something.
0: And well, because and we're talking
1: to anybody or train somebody, I try to get them off of that note totally, get away from it. You know, don't you're not going to sell somebody.
0: Well, and because we are in, we're in this group, but because we have other things going on and each one of us may have other things going on that does pertain to everybody, but in particular to what we're doing with LifeWave as people come in, because we're going to have people coming in that don't know the first thing about any of this. They just wanted to try the product. Now, and it's even, I'm sure it's harder for Mark. You've probably forgotten more than I'll ever know. But it's hard to go back to the beginning to tell somebody, this is where you start, right? But the most yeah. basic place to start is get it out of your mind that you're going to sell anything. Yep. You're not selling anything. You are yep. solving problems.
1: No, you have challenges. I don't even use that word problem. I never use that. I have no problems. Okay.
2: That's.: Yeah I mindset. I could show you a forceful tactic that closes 100% of the time. Would you like a demonstration?
0: Forgotten more than I'll ever know, but it's hard to go back to the beginning to tell somebody this is where you start. Right. But the most basic place to start is get it out of your mind that you're going to sell anything. You're not selling anything. You're solving problems.
1: No, you have challenges. I don't even use that word problem. I never use that. I have no problems.
2: That's good. I could show you a forceful tactic that closes 100% of the time. Would you like a demonstration? Sure. You know, buy now, I'm going to
1: blow your head off. <laughs> yeah, I was well,
2: going to say, I'll go get my gun. <laughs> it's, exactly. It's a forceful tactic. Would you, It's a one-minute and 12-second demonstration. You want to see it? yeah
0: go ahead, All
2: right, go
1: ahead. love
2: both <laughs> 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 size of that trunk look at the size of that trunk you could put three bodies in there De Niro. <laughs>
1: this kid is
3: just trying to levitate the situation
0: okay thank you I'd say it the is. casino, is it not? What kind of car you used to drive, anyway? Uh, I'd say Lexus 430 uh, LS. That's like a Toyota. It's a Lexus. Yeah, Toyota, Lexus, same thing. Japanese, right? Let's not forget Pro Harbor. Anyway, let's get serious. <laughs> you want to buy this? Car? I
1: love it. <laughs> Why don't we have to think about it?
0: Yeah. What's there to think about? I mean, you told me you liked it. You asked me 10,000 questions. I answered every single one of them. You drove it. You love it. What more do you need
1: to know? Uh, You know, it's a lot of money, and uh, we just need the time to consider it. Consider it?
0: Well, why don't you consider this? You've been breaking my balls for about an hour asking me about it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What about the light? What about this? You cannot talk to customers like that.
0: You're not a customer as far as I'm concerned. You want to buy the car or not? Not from you. I want to see the manager. You want to see the manager? Yeah. Yeah? I'll show you the manager. Here's the manager.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, Here's the manager. (laughs) You want to talk to him? What should I do? (laughs) Throw him out! You hear him? You just said, throw him out. He's the boss.
1: What should I get? That we gonna get a hand
2: her? Hey, he just <laughs> said it. He's the boss. <laughs> that? That's how you sell. That's just like the other dude in that video I have. He's crazy.
1: Brady, we were close, but that was a hundred times
2: better. I'll <laughs> <laughs> try, try that with the patch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I grew up on a car lot, and so <laughs> my grandpa was in car sales for, like, 50 years. That's classic. Oh, my god! Do you just want to watch that
2: David Woods thing? I can share it <laughs> if you want.
3: I was going to say one more thing, Brady, that um, I think stops people from being successful, too, is ego. And, and ego can go both ways. So like, I'm really good, and I'm going to, you know, it turns people off. But I think the bigger part of ego that people go through is they is comparitis where they compare people who've been in the business for a long time and they just kind of start telling themselves they're not good enough or or those sorts of things. Or they Mm -hmm. start hearing, you know, just that negativity where mindset is a a big part of the game. And that's that's
0: where and that's where having a group like this, whether it be the mastermind group or it be Carol, the Kingsley group or the secret group, whatever group you're in, you have other people that understand and they're all at different levels and can bring everybody together and, and teach. Well, it's, it's like dating, isn't it? You're not going to grab that before you say hello.
4: <laughs> you know what It has always got me with mlm is uh all these upper ranking us in sales end up telling you how to take you know you have to follow this pattern of uh recruiting and they're telling all the new recruits this you know make a list of 100 people blah 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 but the thing is they didn't do it themselves. They didn't get it up there that way. <laughs>
2: exactly. That's, that's <laughs> you know, they're
4: telling everybody to do it this way, but they did it totally different. Right.
1: Yep. Because they don't know what cool. they're doing. They're following a book.
3: Yeah. I think one of the um one of the major things that I'm sitting here listening to you guys talking about, you know, building rapport and getting, you know, being that being friends not shoving things down people's throats i think one of the biggest things that you have to remember is that people people don't want to hear people don't want to hear about the product they don't want to hear about what it is you have what they want to know is how is it going to help me what is the benefit for me to do this with you or anybody else for that matter and I think one of the other biggest, uh, one of the the um, biggest things for me in turning somebody from you know listening to me to wanting to be you know to be a part of it, um, I think you have FOMO, that fear of missing out. It's like you you talking to him about it. But uh, the other thing that that gives them that gives them relief is that if it works and you think it's something for you, great. If it's not for you, that's okay too. Giving everybody an out, some way to say that this may not be for me, and if it's not, that's okay. But if you know somebody else that might might want to do that, or might, or if somebody you think of that would want to be a part of this or have something like this in their lives, then I, you know I'd appreciate the the referral. <laughs> but telling people what it does, not what it is, has been. A very big game changer just for me in what we do on a day to day basis. And, and I not only incorporate that with my at home business, really but I do it, it with do a, a lot of other things as well.
0: I don't, I don't yeah, know what you're things selling, things but I'm buying. buying.
3: <laughs> well, great. I'll send you the information. <laughs> 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 so, but yeah, just kind of, you know, it's, it's, all, it's all about exactly. building that comfortability, that trust. And the people will trust you. That's the big issue. If they trust you, then that's one of the things that will help you get a bit farther ahead. I have found that um, I didn't realize this, you know, I walked around kind of naive Nelly that people people trusted what I did. People watched (coughs) what I do. And it's like, I didn't realize that a lot of people did that. And I was just like, you know, naive Nelly not paying attention, I guess, to what was going on around me but people trusted what I do. It's like, if Marchie is doing that, then I need to pay attention. Yeah. And
0: well, I had a, uh, through Facebook, and I, since, since I've been doing this last few years, and of course your name gets out and further and further. When I was in California, I owned a restaurant for 20 years. And I didn't own it 20 years. I owned it for about eight years, but I worked in it from the ground up until I was the owner. I went through a lot of people. And as as assistant manager, manager, owner, I probably had 80% of the crew with me for those eight years that never left. And I had 50 employees with 35 of them being college-aged girls. Um, So I had to be, you know, back in my party days, of course, right before I got married and was married, I wasn't messing around with anybody. But um maybe saying my actions and words I said, I at times thought that I was coming off either too gruff, too strong, too sexual, too whatever could be misconstrued. Mm-hmm. Well, I had a, a girl that worked for me for eight years. She started there when she was 18. She's now 42 and she contacted me on Facebook and we started sending some pictures. Back and forth of the restaurant. Then a couple more people that knew me from the restaurant jumped in on the conversation because they all live in California yet. Well, a couple weeks ago, she sent me this little kind of a long message that just blew me away and told me that for as long as she lives, she will remember me for the type of man I was there, uh, the motivator, the person that taught them, And just a great mentor and just said all these great things about me. And I was shocked because (laughs) when I was doing that, I wasn't looking at myself in that light. Mm -hmm. And now this (laughs) many years later, I'm looking back thinking, I wonder how people remember me. So it was nice to hear from somebody that remembers me as a mentor, a motivator, uh, nobody that was over the top with anything, really. Mm -hmm. So it was really nice to hear so, yeah, you do have to pay attention to what you say and your actions because people will remember it forever
3: they'll remember what you say and how you they'll remember more of how you made them feel yeah. than they do the words that you cut them with yeah. how you made them feel that will determine their overall outcome i i was I have done so many different jobs i've been in transportation i've been in healthcare i've been in hospice care i've done human resources i've i've sold tile <laughs> out of a warehouse you know all these things and the one the one job that i felt like i really didn't give my employees everything that they deserved was when i was in transportation i actually looked at one person cuz i was the single person in the office and she had a child and the child was sick i looked at her and it's like not my problem. Find a brat. Find the babysitter for the brat. Yeah. Get your butt into work. Not my problem. You just you sign up to work. You need to get here. I didn't realize the gravity of those statements until I had my own children. Ten years later, yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: I went and found every single one of my old employees. All of them. I called them and I apologized for being such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. I was. And what's amazing? Similar, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And what's amazing is that they looked at me and said, I really didn't see you that way. I said, Are you kidding me? No. I was horrible. I was horrible. I was mean. I was hateful. I was demanding. I was all of those things that I did not want in somebody in my space. And I said, it, was, it wasn't It was right. I can't give it back to you. I can just tell you that I, I apologize for treating you so poorly, and I should have known better. And it, has, it gave me a great lesson going forward, because having children, I don't care who you are, even if they're not your children, they're someone else's, they bring you great humility, <laughs> great humility. And um, it makes a big difference in how you proceed in other things. But it was nice to hear that these people told me. We saw you as a strong, independent, reliable, caring, and compassionate employer. They didn't see me as a mean, hateful, nasty bitch that I saw myself. <laughs>
4: <at>. <laughs> Thank God. You know, right? When you're in management, the big thing is is whether you're fair. That, that you know, that's that, that I always found. You know, it, it doesn't matter how hard you are or anything else. As long as you're fair. People recognize that.
3: Well, maybe that was—that's true.
4: I'm I think curious. for us, for for many of us in here, our
0: age do understand that. And it's easy to say that you have to have compassion and empathy, but when you're in your twenties, thirties, you don't have children. You're learning the craft. Like I was, went from bartender to assistant manager to manager to owner. And I was always striving and pushing myself for that next level. And I didn't care who was in my way. And 50 employees, you didn't show up for work. It's like, okay, fine. You don't show up. You don't work here anymore. No consideration to what the problem was. Mm -hmm. And I probably, and I know that I did it to this particular person also, but she doesn't remember me that way. Uh-huh. Which I feel grateful for, and I did apologize to her. She said, "There's I was, no I was there.
4: kind of fortunate. It, uh, my father was in management, so I learned a lot from him. So yeah, I didn't, I, have, I didn't have to really do that, that but but I I started at the bottom. I worked as a shipping clerk and worked my way all the way up to top management. You know, I one step at a time. You know, but it, it was the best way of learning. And.
0: Uh, when I was a chef, I was a bit of a nightmare. Two favorite things to say to a waitress was uh, I do the walking, you do the talking. No they were giving you any lip. And the other one was, uh,
2: what was the other one? I remember. So, My way, that way. That's how nasty <laughs> I was to people.
1: My way, the highway. Yeah, My mother used that all the time. It's my way or the highway. But all
0: chefs have that kind of attitude, though. Mm. Your way.
1: <laughs> Maybe not my daughter, but I would say most
0: do. Oh, I said that. Uh, you're a waitress, aren't you? Well, just fucking wait. <laughs> no, they're demanding your food. Oh, was popular. <laughs>
1: I was in sales for 40 years. I mean, if it was out there, I sold it or, you know, whatever. But the reason why I was so successful in sales, and these were eyeball to eyeball, you know, walking the streets selling things or different organizations or companies or whatever. Is I always retained my previous sales, so my sales were always growing and growing. And a lot of people they'd get envious of that. Carol, will you come with me on this sales call? Will you call this person for me? You know all this, and I didn't have time. You know, I said, I'm sorry, I'm too busy. But my success came from one thing, one thing only, and that was that I wasn't your typical salesman. I didn't go in there and BS them or, you know, try to push them into something I knew that they really didn't want. I always listened to their needs first. You know, I'd go in, we'd have a casual conversation or whatever, and nine times out of ten, I waited for them to say, well, what brought you here anyway? <laughs> you know, we'd laugh and, then, oh, well, okay, if you want to hear, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I was always straight with them. I was always honest with them. I would never give them something more than what I knew that they needed yet at the time. And that grew that relationship. And I could always go back the following year after year to retain that sale and they would always buy more and more. So for me, it's always been being natural, being human, being real and being honest and not try to shake somebody into something that they're really not ready for. Yep. Totally so that's a, agree with that. yeah, the more okay. honest and straight you can be with someone, you got it made. Agree. That was 40 years doing that. And that's all I, I did. Sales, sell, sales, sales, all kinds of different sales and different things, which I won't get into. But
4: <laughs> you know, it's it's all about integrity. Yeah. You know, uh,
1: and they see for <laughs> that, when you know you're talking to a salesperson or whatever, they can tell if you're being honest with them or not.
4: Sure. When it comes to even, you know, I've been in MLM and any product that I've promoted, I don't sell it until I try the product.
1: Right. Till you know, it. if
4: I don't believe in the product, I will not sell it. Exactly. I don't care if I could make a ton of money. I won't sell it. Right. But
1: you can't be straight about it.
4: Right, right. I can't be strict. I, I tried that once. I had I was doing a, uh, a high ticket program where you're just basically selling the program to sell the program to sell the program, you know, <laughs> type of thing. And, uh, you know, and, and it wasn't a cheap thing. You know, your entry level was at three, three grand, you know, up to 20 grand. And, you uh, uh, I just found it very hard to do because of the fact that I felt so dishonest, you know, because yeah, yeah. all you're doing is selling something to sell something again. And it you're not really selling anything that's usable. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just selling something to make money. That's it.
1: Yeah. And I, like, you know, I, I, like, I just like, couldn't do it. You know, it's something that everybody can use. And it's something good. And it's something that helps your body and, there's right, right. So positivity in it and reality in it that it's easy to, I hate using that word cell. It's easy to show other people what this is. I hate using the word cell.
0: Yeah, there was a day back in way back when and Mark knows about because he was in vacuum cleaner sales. Yeah. Service. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know how to do anything except work on the airplanes. And I wasn't going to do that because I was, came out of the service disabled anyway. So I got into the sales of vacuum cleaners. And back then, I was just a young, I don't know, egotistical, you know, 22, 23-year-old, thought I just had the world by the, you know, whatever. To go knock on somebody's door in a cold call, that was nothing to me. I'd do it. And they get ready to slam the door in my face. I stick my foot in the door (laughs) and then get in and whip out the vacuum cleaner. And, you know, next thing you know, you're in there talking to the people. And the wife's like, oh, I love it. And the husband's saying, we don't need it. It's too expensive. But, Bob, didn't you promise your wife the moon the stars before you got married? Okay. And then he writes the (laughs) check and uses those kind of closes. But over the last 40 years, I've lost all that and gained humility and gone through life and I just don't have that type of attitude anymore. So it's hard to do that to people. And I believed in that product 100%. And I believe in this product also, but I don't have that kind of sales mentality. I wouldn't do that to anybody right now. I wouldn't get on a Zoom and say, look, you look at the product, you wasted my time for an hour. You know, Didn't you promise whatever you got to take care of your health, your body? You need this. Where's the checkbook? I, I just couldn't approach somebody like that now.
1: Right. No, I could never either, no. Not a good way to earn friends at all.
4: Well, you know, some people fear, well, I'm never going to see you again, so. <laughs> yeah,
0: <right. laughs> Except if you're on social media, you're going to be seen again and again. Yeah. I just relived integrity. my whole vacuum sales there in a second.
2: <laughs> I remember every call. I remember every living room I stepped in. I loved it.
0: Yeah, I did too at the with, time
2: with the demo. And the, don't worry, I'm just going to clean your house for free. That was my in, and then it was over. Oh, it was so much fun. It was fun. I loved it. I love. I love the hard. I love the hard sales. The the almost impossible ones. Like, uh, well,
1: does it give you a challenge?
2: Oh, I, 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 I I'm always down for that. Selling plastic trees to office buildings and like lobbies and stuff, like plastic decorative trees, that was the craziest. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's super hard to do. You're not even dealing with the doctor. It was just, it was fun. Yeah. Did them all. Vacuums, though, eh? Vacuums are the best.
0: I must have been good at the time because uh, the guy I was working for, he had, you know, we did these. Once a week, we bring in the whole crowd. He'd run the ads in the newspaper, bring the crowd in the same way I came in, go through that morning meeting, and you take a break, and only half the people come back. You go to lunch, only half those people come back. And I was the one that showed up after lunch, and I'm thinking, man, look at me. I'm I'm probably going to get this job. And then he pulls out the vacuum cleaner. I'm like, what the hell am I getting myself into? You got it. The way he did it, I fell in love with it, and I said, I've got to do this. And then he found out that I really could do it. And I found out I really could. So I would take these guys out on these calls with me. He'd say, take, take Billy with you. You know, he's the new guy. You know, okay. Yes, sir. I remember going down to the nastiest part of the town area where I live. And you knew the houses were just gonna be filthy, filthy, dirty. And this guy's tagging along with me. And you're thinking these people have no money. They're not gonna buy a machine for 500 dollars Not gonna happen. I go up there and knock on the door. The woman answers. I don't want any of this, and this guy's right next to me, and she gets ready to slam the door. I put my foot in the door, and it couldn't shut. I said, Dad, come on. Don't let come in. Just take a couple minutes. I'm going to clean your carpet for you. Do you have a vacuum cleaner? Oh, yeah. And this guy's standing back there. His eyes are like this big, and then we get into the house, I start cleaning the carpet, and this guy kind of bumps me. He said, I, I got to go. I can't do this. This is I'm way out of my bulb. I said, go. Get it. Go. Ended up, these people, old Slavic couple. They go into the bedroom and come back out, and the guy's counting off hundred-dollar bills and buys the box that I've got right there. I was like,
2: "Holy crap! <laughs> I would never expected." Boom. <laughs> never judge, eh? I got well, the same thing. All the all the low-income houses. Yeah. Mine was fifteen hundred bucks. I worked with Filter <laughs> Queen and Kirby. So, and they well, you're you're
0: younger than I am. So back
2: then, five hundred wow. was a lot of money. Bro, they would. They, you'd walk in, you'd be like, "This,
3: this." Like could weird. never afford this,
2: but the sales, this the the relationship always worked. Mm-hmm. It's the relationship. Yeah, just a little compliment. Oh, uh, just you know the techniques. Yep. The compliments on the decorative house and the, all the all the little right. stuff. Is the details,
0: right. eh? Oh, and I remember the one couple that had the, the daughter that was so allergic to dust and this and that, just couldn't breathe. And I said, well, here, I, I can fix that for you. And I show a little filter in the back of the machine. You I cut it, it out, <laughs> suck up the dirt. You see how dirt, now watch this. Put a clean one in, suck up a clean part of the carpet. See how clean it is? Oh, I've got to have that for her.
2: Yeah. Right, sign right here. <laughs> yeah, man, awesome. awesome. Did
1: you when you were selling them, did you have to get their old vacuum from them? No. For discount on the price? Well, that's no. how they do it now. I got
4: there, mine for or $800 and getting my old one. Is there such a door-to-door salesman anymore? I've never seen
1: them. No. <laughs> anybody here old enough to remember the Fuller Brush Man? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I still got a pot in this kitchen that my mother bought a set of pots back in the late 50s, probably the year I was born. Those things lasted forever until the day she died. She said that was the best investment she ever made in her whole life from a traveling salesman, knocked on the door, she bought those pots. And my dad was pissed. And they had them for as long as they were married until they died, and I still have one of them. Yeah,
3: awesome. Well,
1: guys, I think I'm going to cut out. It's 1030. We're going to go to 10. We're good. Thank you, thank you,
2: guys. Thank bye, you I'll put the replay. Always up, a good time tonight. hanging out with y'all. <laughs> For sure. Thank you, Margaret. Yep. Thanks, Thanks, everyone. Bye, guys. See you Thanks, guys. You. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. See you, in secret.
0: I want to see how long Eugene hangs around.
2: Oh, I'm Yep, I can I'm going. What do I got? Oh, it's only half three. We're all One, right. One, two, three, four.
0: Everybody dropping out. Okay, I'll go (laughs) See you guys later Bye Bye (laughs) He's
3: gonna last the longest